So good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and I want to share a couple thoughts with you this morning on a verse from Isaiah chapter 32 and speak about the topic of righteousness. Now, I know it's a big word, and I'll explain the meaning of it in just a bit. But as we know, Isaiah is one of the major prophets in Scripture, and chapter 32 is an announcement or prophecy of a future kingdom that will be established, um, ultimately talking about Jesus, right, and his um, eternal kingdom that he will bring about on the earth. Um, And the context of why I've chosen this particular passage of Scripture uh, is that each year at the start of the year, I really trust the Lord and seek him for a word for that year, a theme, uh, something that I really feel him placing on my heart as a focus point for that year. Something that he, you know, he wants to reveal to me through Scripture, um, as somewhat of a yeah, somewhat of a of a theme. And this year, one of the one of the words, one of the key themes that I felt the Lord laid on my lay on my heart was this word righteousness. And the word righteousness, by definition, firstly speaks about, as we may know, being made right with God. Uh, it's being in right standing with God, uh, having equality with God, if you want to put it that way. But secondly, it also speaks about justice, this this element of justice, meaning making right something that is out of sync, bringing into proper order something that is out of alignment. So it's recognizing some things out of alignment and then actively making it right again, making it better. And that's often why you'll find in Scripture the word righteousness and justice are often used interchangeably. They have one and the same meaning to, to some extent. Now, Immediately when you mention that word righteousness, you also get a few different kind of reactions. It sort of invokes a few different emotions, doesn't it? Different connotations to that word. And I guess rightly so. It's been used over 500 times in Scripture. So there's a lot of different meanings and applications of it. You may feel, for instance, firstly, that righteousness has to do with right living before God. Something that God has called us to do. And you'd be quite correct in saying that. You know, Scriptures like 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Um, that say, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, uh, calling on those, uh, along with those who, who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So righteousness, quite correctly, is something that we pursue. You may also feel that righteousness is something that was purchased for us by Jesus, and that would also be biblically true. Uh, thinking of scriptures like Second Corinthians 5.21, very well-known verse, it says, God made the one who did not know sin, Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There it was. Righteousness was purchased by Jesus on our behalf, and we now enter into a relationship with God based on what Christ has done for us. But for our time together this morning, I wanted to focus on another aspect of righteousness and another angle, if you will, and that is what righteousness produces in our lives. What is the effect of living righteously before God? What does that produce? What is the effect of that? And it's something that we pursue. It's something that was purchased for us by Christ, but it's also something, it also produces something when we apprehend it, when we make it a way of living. And there's some amazing promises in this chapter 32 of Isaiah that I want to reflect on this morning. And I'm going to read from verse 14 for a bit of context. Um, As we know, the Old Testament prophets usually had kind of a warning in the beginning they told the people what would happen, almost like a sort of a, a proclamation of judgment should something, you know, should they not follow the ways of God? And then it was usually followed also by a promise of God's restoration and sort of rescue. And that's kind of a similar theme as to how this, this chapter, chapter starts. But so let's have a look at Isaiah 32 verse 14. It says, For the palace will be deserted, the busy city abandoned, the hill and the watchtower will become barren places forever, the joy of wild donkeys and a pasture for flocks. Verse 15, until the spirit from on high is poured out on us. 
until the spirit from on high is poured out on us. That's again a prophecy speaking about the Holy Spirit, right? Then the desert will become an orchard and the orchard will seem like a forest. Then justice will inhabit the wilderness and righteousness will dwell in the orchard. And this is the verse that I wanted to focus on this morning, Isaiah 32, 17. The result of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quiet confidence forever. I'm just going to say that again because of how beautiful it's written. It says the result of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quiet confidence forever. Then my people will dwell in a peaceful place in safe and secure dwellings. Man, that is an absolutely amazing passage of scripture. And I wanted to draw briefly just three things from those verses that righteousness produces in us that hopefully encourages us to live in and seek out the righteousness of God for our lives. Firstly, that verse is very clear, isn't it? It says righteousness produces peace. Man, who doesn't want to live with peace in their lives, right? Now, we know that, of course, Christ himself became our peace. That's Ephesians 2, verse 14. But in terms of living out our faith, in terms of our sanctification journey, Pursuing righteousness means that the effect is it produces peace in our lives. And I'm so convinced and I can testify in my own journey, and I'm sure many of you can as well, that a lot of the chaos that sometimes ensues in our own lives is as a result of choosing what I thought was the best outcome in a situation. Didn't heed the call to respond to God's voice instead of my own, you know, his righteousness in, instead of my own thoughts. And there've been so many times where I did that and it kind of just made things worse. But that's the beauty of the scripture in that even if it doesn't make sense in a moment, even if that choice is difficult, it's hard to understand. We know that Philippians 4, 7 says the peace of God transcends all understanding. It doesn't have to make sense. Even if it's difficult, we have this, this wonderful promise that when we pursue righteousness, it will result in peace. And I believe that's how we can have peace no matter what, what is going on around us is when we commit to following the things of God and bringing about his plan in the world. Secondly, that scripture tells us that righteousness produces quiet confidence. I love that so much, quiet confidence. The New King James says, quietness and assurance forever. Have you ever stepped into a situation or made a decision where you just felt that quiet sense of security about that thing that you were about to embark on? Like it was sealed and signed by God himself. And that's the power of pursuing after righteousness, God's plan. When we know we are living in his will for our lives and carrying out his justice in the world, we have that confidence to know that every step that we take is ordained by him. In fact, the scripture says that God's, God orders the steps of a, of a righteous person, doesn't he? And Matthew 6 verse 33, another well-known passage of scripture that is so powerful in its promise, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be provided for you as well. And that's something to be encouraged by this morning. Amen. And then I guess lastly, that verse ends um, by saying that righteousness results or it produces this idea of dwelling in safety, living in security. And it's true, when we are in the flow of God for our lives, we enjoy the protection promised by scriptures like Psalm 91. We know it well, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can you see the connection there? between the promises he makes over us and how we, how, we, how we live, how we conduct ourselves, how we dwell in the secret place. And really the, the, the key to that is recognizing that we now have the righteousness of God in Christ. When we're in him, when we flow from that place through the cross, uh, we make our home under the shadow of his wings. And that's a beautiful promise that we can hold on to this morning. And so I hope that 
that encourage you and that we can develop a fresh sense of purpose to pursue righteousness in the, the righteousness of God in every situation, not only today, but every day this week and going forward, knowing that it produces peace in our lives, it gives us quiet confidence, and it results in dwelling in security. So I hope that encouraged you this morning. And I think in the last couple of um, moments that we have, I'd like to just pray for us as we head out into this week that we can really just uh, trust God and, and seek him. Uh, for, for what I believe he is going to reveal in us as we, as we place him first, give him the, the, the highest priority in our lives and trust his voice above any other voices that are, that are out there right now. So let's take a moment to pray. Father, I thank you so much for the powerful promises in this word, Lord. Thank you that you have given us this open invitation by grace to step into a righteous way of life, Father. You purchased it for us in your own body on the cross, Lord. You made us free. We, are, uh, we have no obligation, Father. We, we are not under uh, sin, Father. We're not under law. We're under grace because of what you've done. And it's in that identity as free, chosen sons and daughters that we seek to put you first in everything that we are, Father. We seek to bring about your righteousness, your justice, Father, making things right in this world. Lord, thank you that the love of Christ compels us. And when we step forward, not only do we experience fulfillment, but we also have these wonderful promises of your peace, Lord. We have promises of your security and we know we can step forward with quiet confidence, assurance forever, Father, that you are on our side. And so we just honor you so much, Lord, for this, this wonderful gift of life. Father, thank you for the miracle of what life is. And we, we just uh, give ourselves to you, Father, and say, have your way. Lord, we are listening. Speak to us. Have your way. We will follow after you above anything else. And so I honor you for this time, Father, and pray your blessing over us now as we go. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 